I'm Jade Driver. And I'm Cassie Petrie. And we are the co-founders of CrowdSurf, a marketing, publicity, and artist management firm based in LA, New York, and Nashville that we started together in our college dorm rooms because we wanted to work with our favorite music artists. And now we do. And we want to teach you how you can do it too. This is How I Got Backstage. Hey guys, welcome again to the How I Got Backstage podcast. I actually might be the most excited I've been yet because we've got a power trio in the house today. Yes, we do. I, I feel the energy in the room and it's 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 a little bit scary how much there is. <laughs> it is definitely girls night here at the podcast center LA. It is a little bit of a party. So we are going to answer so many questions from you guys tonight throughout the podcast. So we're just going to dive right into this thing. So I'd like to welcome Kristen Stanford, Maida Heron, and Carrie Seavey, better known as the moms of Jack Avery, Zach Heron, and Daniel Seavey from the band Why Don't We. So why don't you guys jump in and give some shout outs? Hey. You guys want to do that? How's it going? Like shout out anybody? Like your Uh, husbands or like. Shout out to Jay Driver. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I mean like the other moms. Yeah. Oh, yes. We'd love to have everyone here, but. Carrie. Yes. Oh my gosh, we missed them. I, I wish they could I wish. Yeah. Right. Saskia yes, and Carrie, shout out to them. I know. But I know you they guys all live in the, the Why Don't We Momplex, I call it. Momplex. We do. Yeah, because they all live in the same area together. So. And eventually, hopefully, same they will apartment. too. Yeah. 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 Well, Carrie, for sure. Same yeah. complex. Yeah. yeah. Four out of five of us are there. That's wow. amazing. That's amazing. And five out of five in January. It's seriously That's never amazing. Happens. Like, it's a big deal, I think. It's a big deal. It's I feel like it's a reality show really kind of like each that other. needs to happen. It's oh. kind of weird that we're all, like, we all kind of like each other that much. That we're willing to. No, it is. You guys actually, because obviously I've worked with a ton of teen acts with multiple parents, and they don't always get along. In mm-hmm. fact, they never get along. So <laughs> it's pretty nice wow. when they when they all get along. It's a, You guys possible? are all, like, very pleasant. We and want something different. Yeah. We want something <laughs> different, different. I got it. I got it. Good one, Carrie. Good <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. So we're going to start with the question, how did you get backstage? But, you know, this week's is pretty obvious. You, like, literally created your own pop stars, a.k.a. children. <laughs> so funny. Them. You birthed them. I wanted to put that word in, but I didn't know if it was too graphic. <laughs> I've always okay. There was I've always said, like, my dream is to birth a boy <laughs> That's we did. You did that. Like you, you guys lived the dream for real. <laughs> there, was fan, there was a fan who gave me a pin one time at a show that said, "I birthed Daniel CD." Oh, and do you? <laughs> did you wear the pin proudly? I saw on Instagram. I follow a lot of Why Don't We fan accounts, and I saw this account. And it was like, you know, Bill Gates picture. I created Microsoft and whatever, you know, Jesus, I created Christmas <laughs> um, and all mankind. And then it was like the picture of the moms. Bitch, I created Daniel. I created Zach. I, I know, created I love Jack. That one. Like, so I funny. mean, these these girls, they they respect it's you hilarious. guys. I get you that guys, one about You gave them that thing they wanted. You know? I know. I mean, it's, it's, like, like, it's like an honor. <laughs> it's like thank you. It's so funny because I think of it just like it's just Jack. Like, like I don't really? Know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think of them like that. But I collectively, I mean, look, they're they're great kids. Like yeah. I've worked with specifically a lot of children in the entertainment industry, and like I've had some some kids that I've worked with that are not necessarily easy to work with, and like 
all of your kids and the other two included, seriously, they're, they've always been so respectful of me. They've always been so kind. So think like, you know, Daniel's texting me on Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for you. And I'm like, oh Aww. my gosh, I don't even say those things on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you're like 18, you know? So yeah, yeah so kind. Um, but yeah, I want you guys to kind of catch everybody up on if they don't know who Why Don't We is, who are they? I've got this. All right. Jack's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, they were on different tours. Mm-hmm. You know, social media tours were kind of big, mm-hmm. and they all got to. They all kind of already knew each other. Um, all five of them. So, anyways, they had the same inspirations and aspirations, <laughs> and they said they all looked at each other and just kind of like, "Why don't we like form this band? Why don't we do like, this together? Yeah, why don't we do this together? We're so like we harmonize so amazingly." No, I'm just it's kidding. So- <laughs> appropriate that Jack's mom answered that question. (laughs) Because if you guys don't know, whenever the band is asked in any interview, like, so how did you guys get together? Jack says the same thing. Always. (laughs) But it is a true story. It is a true story. So yeah, so the guys came to LA, they said, why don't we? They became, why don't we? And they have been on just the fast track over the past two Mm -hmm. years. It's been, it hasn't even been two years. It'll be two years in about a month or so. Two years of crazy. Uh, Two years of crazy. Seriously. Like, I mean, I remember they came in our office the first time and they were just like fresh off the boat. Um, Zach was so excited about the view from your office. (laughs) We have the Capitol Records building right next door. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just so, I don't know. It was funny because you see a lot of new talent come in and um, over the years working in radio and record labels. And there was just something special about them, like Mm -hmm. each one of them. And at that point, I think they, they were still kind of individuals. Mm-hmm. That we're doing something together. Now they feel like such a unit. They're all so totally. bounce off of each other. But back then it was those five. And like, it was great because like when you meet five members of a band, it's a lot to take in at once. But I remember like distinctively remembering all five of them after that first meeting. And like Aww. none of them really faded away to me, which mm-hmm. was very interesting because that can happen. And it was like, okay, this is something special. This is something I want to be a part of. I think they've maintained Aww. that too because I don't think there's any one standout. Oh, I, think I completely agree. Are so talented yeah. in and of each of their individual selves. Yeah, but when you put them all together, they're like magical. It's like beautiful. <laughs> I heard. I remember one time listening on the um, radio, someone saying that it took no doubt. Do you remember No Doubt? Uh, I don't know if yeah. you know, but No Doubt is like one of my top two same. favorite bands of same. all time. She grew Love up it. in my same city, Westminster, California. I grew up there, and she was like around the block from me. So I feel like wow, that's uh, so you, cool. I know we're You're like family. <laughs> well, like the house <laughs> that they all like lived in when they were like recording their first album. That's like right across from Disneyland. Like I, yeah, amazing. I can drive there myself there. right now. <laughs> Wow. Well, so Beacon I remember Street. that no they doubt. did Beacon Avenue, technically, but yeah. <laughs> the ten years that it took them ten years until mm-hmm. they actually started to make way ten whole years, and you think that our boys and they had did so it many different two. band members right. in their band, like some tragedy happened. Yeah, brother even was in the band and left, and just lots yeah. and lots of things. But right. yeah, I love some no doubt. I think I that's what's so cool about when Why Don't We started was I mean they were they were all. Um, doing their own individual things. And when you're doing that, you have to put so much effort into your your brand, mm-hmm. yourself, right. mm-hmm. your music. And I think what was so cool was that when they came together, there wasn't like a clash of identities or someone who was like out in front. They all just really melded together yeah. really well. And then they became, fr- I mean, they were already friends to some degree, but they became like best friends. Like brothers. Like they really did. Brothers. And like, yeah. exactly. honestly, I've, I've toured with them before and lived on a bus with them and like, <laughs> they don't fight. 
I know. Like not no. like not really. I mean everybody has their tiffs, but like they don't fight. There isn't like this, oh, technically so and so and so and so always hate each other. Like, no, they're all very like chill with each other. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I remember when we were picking up Kristen Stanford because <laughs> she and I both were gonna stay at the Airbnb, their first Airbnb yep. Airbnb together. And I was picking her up from the airport and we were talking about something that had happened between them. And they quickly worked it out. And we had this whole conversation all the way to the airport about how, as a band, they should completely just work those things out together right away. Don't let it fester. And I feel like they live up to that. They either just get over things quick or they just work it out quick. So They do. They're great friends. (laughs) <laughs> See, guys, it's all true. It's not, it's not, it really is. Like, it's all true. This is, it's funny because, like, the dirt isn't that exciting. It's just, no. like, like it's, it's kind conf- of confirmation. <laughs> so I've worked with Why Don't We for two years now, but these guys have been working with them for, like, two decades. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen the guys hustle. I've heard them talk about their hustle before joining the group. But I want to hear the true stories from you guys. We want the mom version. So tell us the dirty and tell us the inspiring. <laughs> um, the whole story kind of through your eyes for each of your kids and kind of what you saw them do to hustle before Why Don't We was a, was a thing. Sure. So this is Kristen, Jack's mom. Um, so with Jack, he, um, he, I noticed he started to kind of sing. I I think he was kind of a late bloomer in singing, you know, he was more like 12, 13, kind of the Justin Bieber was his, you know, go-to trying to sing. Yeah. And so (laughs) I would hear him in the shower singing. And then, uh, one night I said, Hey Jack, when you're done, you know, I'm yelling in at the shower. Hey Jack, when you're done, come in here and come sing to me. And I want to hear your voice. And so sure enough, he did, and it started to become a ritual where every night after he'd take a shower, he'd come Aww, sing to me. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and he would sing Michael Bublé. Oh, yes. that's amazing. He's so cute. So anyways, um, my parents live in Nashville, and um, every summer we go to Nashville, and he had written this song, and um, he decided he wanted to go... Um, Sing on Broadway, you know. Yeah, yeah. I lived and there busk, for twelve yeah. years. We, so that's where we, we know, started we the company. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and busk the streets, and he also took that song to Bluebird Cafe as well. But um, wait, so Jacks played the Bluebird? Yeah, twice. I did. That's not so know. cool. That's amazing. That's pretty. If cool, you guys right? don't know what the Bluebird Cafe is, it is this little. It's in a shopping center, a random shopping center. It's this little hole in the wall type of bar, I guess. And it is filled every night to the brim. And you can see some of the world's best songwriters there every night. Sometimes you'll have, like, a giant artist, like, sneak in and do things. But also you see a lot of very young artists kind of get their start there. And it's just – it's very sacred and very special in Nashville. Now, is that where Taylor Swift um, got discovered? I don't know. I don't know. I know that she played there when she was very young. And she played there again recently, actually. Oh, she did? Yeah, very recently. She She, came out for like a guest surprise thing or something. Yeah, I remember seeing that online. You can see some really cool, like magical things happen there. And like you literally, you have to go in. I mean, this is like a, how many people do you think fit in the blue word? Like um, 50, yeah, maybe 50. It's so small. And you have to go on weeks before and reserve a ticket. Yes. Um, and you don't have to pay for the ticket. You just have to, it's like getting a reservation. It's like a and the chances of being yeah. on to perform yeah. um, is you have to call in, you keep calling, keep calling, and then they'll say, okay, you're the first 100. And then you have to wait in line, and then you're like hoping out of the yeah. 100, you can it's actually a process. Yeah, get in. Mm. But he got in twice, which is That's so, so bizarre. cool. I never knew that. <laughs> so anyway, so he, you know, he went down to Broadway and he was performing and he, he sang like a couple songs that he only knew. He had just learned guitar. He already knew how to play piano, but he just learned guitar. 
And um, this one kid came up to him and he's like, I know you're going to be famous someday. And he's like some teenage guy, oh, you know? Yeah. And Jack's kind of looking at him like, what? And so he's like, can I get a picture with you? And Jack said, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he was so like floored. He couldn't believe this guy wanted to come up and get a picture with him. And he earned $20. And then wow. he um, he took him and his older sister, Sydney, to um, Panera Bread <laughs> for lunch. And he <laughs> thought it was so the coolest cute. thing. <laughs> and, and so anyway, so then after that, I said to him, I'm like, Jack, so... Do you do you want to keep going with this? You know, like, do you yeah. like this? Do you like performing in front of people? He's like, sure. And I said, okay. So then, <laughs> I feel like that's so jazz. <laughs> sure. So then I started. Like I called every single Kristen's mall. Kristen's a I, hustler. <laughs> <laughs> she is good at what. Well, because here's the thing: it's like we came, we live in. Well, we lived in a town of only like 1,200 people. Yeah. And um, and how in the world is anyone going to hear of Jack? Right? right. So I'm like, what can I do? So I started booking all malls. I mean, within like a three to four hour radius. And then, um, and then, uh, I've seen some mall shows in Pennsylvania. Well, and then (laughs) I have the funny thing is, is when one time, I mean, it was only like his second time he had performed at a mall and shows up like 150 girls show up. That's pretty, that's a pretty decent mall showing. And oh, I know. And so, I mean, there was a whole line and and, like the mall people were kind of pretty surprised. And I I was like, how do all these people know of Jack? Jack. (laughs) And they said YouTube and Jack had only posted, Uh. I think one video and he looks like such a nerd. I mean, it was awful. (laughs) It was awful. But um, so then we just kept going from there. And then um, then that's when John Lucero came into play. John he, Lucero. He discovered him there. On John Lucero YouTube. is one of the guys, tour managers, managers. Is that what we call him? Mm-hmm. Tour manager. Tour manager. Mm-hmm. We say tour manager. Okay. Yeah. So John Lucero is the guy's tour manager. And he, he actually met quite a few of them. I don't know. How before. many did he meet beforehand? He met Corbin Sack and Jack. Yeah, through the Corbin. social media tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had connected with us. He connected with Jonah, too. Oh, yeah, he did connect Jonah. with Jonah. Yeah. Yep. Fest. Yeah, John was a big um, kind of catalyst for them, yeah. some of them meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knew them all at different times, I think. Yeah. Just kinda... He had contacted us after Daniel did American Idol and wanted us to do a Brave Fest, and we were trying to work it out, but it just didn't work with our schedule. I think we were going to Hawaii instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Very no, but John, John so, is so great. Like, I've gotten to tour with John, and he's just... He's just one of those guys that, like, he's down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, because touring is rough, you guys. It is not pretty. It's not no. clean at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also he kind of threw him. He just throws himself in and he learns as he goes. And, you know, now he's quite a professional. But it was so cool to just see him work so hard and hustle with the boys in the beginning and just always be down to make it work, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. So I love John. I do, too. So just to close yeah. it up. Um, so after that, and Jack was getting all these things, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to make this further. Cause you know, John, Jack had gone to a brave fest show, but after right. that, it kind of just was quiet. And I said, what can I do? So I literally at lunchtime, I'm, I was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so during my planning time and lunchtime, I would, um, reach out to anyone and everyone. I didn't even know what they meant in the music industry, but if I saw they were from like some kind of industry, you know, Atlantic, Sony, I would go to LinkedIn. I would haunt like hunt <laughs> See, people down. You, she's a hustler. That's I amazing. It. I think it's miraculous. I told her this the other day. I think it's miraculous it's so that she was able to get Jack out there from Susquehanna, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't even know that was on the map. You're so funny. I know. The boys always laugh about that. They make Jack say it every time. They're like, where are you from? I know where that is. I know. Say it right. Susquehanna. Susquehanna. Most people go Susquehanna. Right. Susquehanna. Yeah. Susquehanna. Awesome. Who wants to go next? I vote you. Okay. I've been talking a lot. So, Zach. So, let's see. Oh, sorry. So Zach is the baby Zach of the group. Zach is the baby, and um, I don't know. Like it's it's such an interesting story. I think for everybody, like to hear how everybody kind of case some of it's so similar, and um, but yet still so unique. So Zach, I think we noticed when he was. Um, I'm going to go back. So like he was like two, you know, two and a half. I think is when he started um, kind of like a Mother's Day out preschool thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was teaching at the school right next door, and um, you know I'd have to take him in every morning and. Um, he would, you know, we every night when we, we before he'd go to bed, we would sing. We would sing like 12 different songs, you know, Aww. just continuous. Every single night, it had to be the same songs over and over and over. And when we started taking him to preschool, he was really, you know, really clingy and like not wanting me to leave and, you know, all this. And so it, what we started doing is just asking him like, oh, you know, show Miss Mary your song, you know, show him how, these, how you can sing. And he, they would start asking him, oh, show me your song, you know, and, and so he would start singing. And as soon as he started singing, like literally, it was like, it was like he, he was in his most comfortable place. You yeah. know, he mm-hmm. would, it was like he would just forget about everything and he would just sing like the run through of all 12 songs. And, and then I could wave and be like, bye, you know, and he, you know, he's like, you know, and, and I could just go and he was fine. So every morning it just, it was the same thing every morning and yeah. his teachers, his, the directors there would just start asking him, hey, Zach, come sing to me. And he would just start singing and I could leave, you know, and it it was just like a comfort, happy place, you know. And then like, I think, you know, he was just always singing around the house. And I think around like third grade, we were at my niece's wedding and um, I had no idea. We're sitting at the reception. We were all sitting at this table and all of a sudden we just hear my niece get on the mic and says, hey, everybody, I want to introduce to you my cousin Zach, who's going to sing. And we were like, what? We had no idea that he was going to sing. He apparently had gone up to my niece during the reception and said, can I sing Justin Bieber's Baby? Oh, And so he sang the whole song. They played the karaoke version, and he sang the whole song. And here he is. He was a little ring bearer, so he's in his little tux. And and it was just adorable. But we were just, like, shocked that he had – you know, Done it the on nerve his own. to go up yeah. there and sing in front yeah. of all these people he didn't, you know, really know. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that was just funny. But then ever since then, um, at school, uh, he was always singing. Like, he sang at every town show. He would go ask every teacher if he could sing for the whole class. He sang in front of the gym during P.E. Like, he went up to the P.E. teacher and was like, can I sing? You know, on the and they sang. he sang in the lunchroom. They let him sing what? during lunch. You know, he was just always so singing. Any, any time he could get, any any time to sing, he was going to sing. Just a performer He would heart. sing on the bus, you know, just... I mean, they would let him sing on the microphone on the bus. <laughs> and um, that was a really great. Yeah, box too. it was just. Yeah, no, she was. A, it was. She was a cool bus driver. But um, it was just like any time he could sing, he was singing. So it was just he had a lot of interest, and in, he showed a lot of interest in it. Um, and then I think about when he was thirteen, he started. Um, he went. He went off to summer camp, church camp, and he came back, and he was like. Um, oh, I learned all these songs that I want to learn how to play on the guitar. So he started, you know, learning on um, learning how to play the guitar. He didn't mm-hmm. even know how to play the guitar. Um, he learned like a, he went onto YouTube and and found like Jason Mraz and just started learning all the songs. But anyway, so he started um, he started he didn't want to sing. He wanted to make covers on Instagram, right? But he didn't want to just sing. He wanted to do something, you play, know, play, yeah. play a musical instrument. So he picked that up on his own and 
um, and started making covers and, um, he just started posting them. He started, he started figuring out how to record, Mm -hmm. you know, record his own, um, covers and post them and edit them and all that, you know, and, and, um, and what started happening is he started, um, some of the singing pages, I think at that time, Mm -hmm. a few years ago, the singing pages on Instagram were, were kind of, um, really big and yeah, Yeah. they were kind of the big, really help. Yeah. 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 And so they started, they kind of, he was tagging them a lot. And Mm -hmm. so then I think they started noticing him and featuring him on these Instagram pages, which increased his following so much. Like they would, they would find him and then they'd go to his account and follow. And so that just didn't have like one really big cover. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. then, so he, so one of his covers, this is like the most amazing story because he was at school and some, one of his friends um, asked him to sing, to sing, you know, and mm-hmm. he, they were outside, and she recorded him singing a, um, "Stitches" by Shawn Mendes, right? Just standing outside, and um, so he, so she recorded it and posted it to her Twitter, and he noticed that it was getting a lot of comments and a lot right. of views and a lot of likes, and so he thought, "Wow, you know, maybe I should post this on my Instagram." Mm-hmm. So he posted it on his Instagram, and it did. It got a lot of um, engagement and everything. And what and, and the weirdest thing is some random person on Facebook posted him to his Facebook. So I still remember the day. We were at a restaurant. He had just performed um, at a gig somewhere. It was a charity event that he had performed at. And we were sitting at a restaurant. And uh, all of a sudden, his, his notifications just started blowing up on his phone. And, we, and he was like, what is going on? And we were like, what is going on? And I was looking online trying to figure out what yeah. happened, but he was getting, you know, so much notifications. And um, and then we found out that it was somebody had posted him on on Facebook, of all places, and it it just, you know, blew up from there. And so hmm. there was a, a social media tour called Impact that he was, um, that was, that he was seeing some other other YouTubers and mm-hmm. Instagram saying, you know, and said, hey, I would love to join your tour. And I didn't. And how know this. old was this, he? He was he was fourteen. Yeah, or fifteen. No, I think he was fourteen. He reached out and he didn't even he didn't tell us you know anything. <laughs> he didn't know. We didn't know. I can't Until, imagine being fourteen and being like, I want to go on tour. Yeah, and reaching he, he out. Saw, I'm not going to tell my parents, but I'm just going to try to like tour the country. And so he um, <laughs> he reached out to them, and so when they when they reached back out, when they returned his email or whatever he did DM. They they wanted to speak to a parent, of course. They really did. <laughs> and um, anyway, and and just from there, that that kind of just started the whole thing because he was he went on the tour, and that's, that's when awesome. he met Jack and, and Corbin. That's where he met Jack. Okay. And it just yeah. kind of went on from there. So, how did Jack do? Like, get on the tour? Was it a similar? So, um, actually, Jack was at the Brave Fest show. Mm-hmm. It was the one Brave Fest show that John had him in. <laughs> and then um, I had met. Um, uh, have you ever heard Alex from Target? He became like yes, okay. yes. <laughs> I had an artist make up a cover song about him one time. That's so funny. Well, anyways, I met his dad <laughs> there because it. Alex was actually he was okay. the star of Breakfast at the point. That makes like me he was the one John that shows up. Arrow even more. Uh, <laughs> like, <I> know, exactly. <laughs> Because he got Alex from Target. Yes. So everyone kind of was taking pictures with him. I remember Jack even went and got a picture with him. Now he like laughs about it. But um, <laughs> no, but Alex and his dad were very, very nice. And um, he ended up reaching out to me. And the first thing was, is he had Jack kind of do a, um, a short film with him. With Alex with from With Alex Target. from Target. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. You could find it on YouTube. It's really we funny. We need to look this up. <laughs> and, then, um, and then he was talking to me and he was saying like, because Alex was on um, Digitour. And at that time, Alex was touring that one. And his dad was kind of like, well, maybe we could form our own tour. 
And he liked Jack as a musician, so they need kind of entertainment in between all the people that are just, right. you know, Instagram famous. So um, I ended up helping out with that tour, um, Eric and I, and then we just kind of, they started to bring people in. And that's actually the first show for Impact was with Corbin and Jack. Um, and there is probably about, <laughs> I don't know, 100 people there. <laughs> But yeah, but then we did a couple of shows and then that's when, and I remember Eric talking to me about this kid. He's got big numbers and he's really talented and we need to grab him. And, but I had no idea. It was that, that Karen. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Kristen and I met, I think on the tour bus. Like, yeah. We were we touring with our kids, <laughs> you know, from city to city. I mean, really, that's how we became friends. Like, yeah. yeah. And with Corbin's, um, you know, mom and dad, too. That's how I got to know them. Right. That's how we met. Yeah. But we would actually go, like, on a seven-city tour, and we're on the bus every night together. I mean, it was -hmm. was pretty cool. Weren't you the driver, too? (laughs) No. Oh, I was. You're You're right. right. You drove a bus? I drove a van, and it was like, like, we didn't get in until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and if you know me, like, I need sleep. 9 o'clock. She's like, woo. Yeah. And I was so, I was livid. I was (laughs) like, I will never... Never do that again. So good. Okay, so now we know where um, Zach and Jack got together. Where did Daniel come from? Daniel kind of got to start early in terms of music. I mean, we knew he was gifted at music from a very early age just because he would pick up, like, for instance, he would pick up his sister's Barbie piano mm-hmm. and just start playing tunes on it that were recognizable tunes when yeah. he was like four years old. Wow. And so we're like, okay, this boy has a gift. <laughs> and um, Jeff Is he and older I, or younger than his sister? He's older. Two he's years, older. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff and I are not musically gifted in any way, shape, or form. Oh, neither is Cassie. We, we, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is in some ways, just not the singing way. Jeff no, always says the, the only no. thing that we play is the radio, and we do it really well. <laughs> I love that. The only thing we play is the radio. I love it. I love it. Great we instrument. play it well. So, I mean, we have this gifted kid on our hands, and I, I mean, sometimes I think he should have had some different parents who knew music. But at the same time, because we didn't... I mean, I think it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, right. Because we didn't know music, I think it created in him, like, a resourcefulness to, like, figure things figure out on out his own. Figure it out himself, yeah. Because if I would have just thrown him into every... I mean, for one thing, when I did try to throw him into classes, he hated it. I remember I put him in a piano class. Um, sorry, Tino, his piano teacher. But he would cry <laughs> on his way there and back. I mean, not literal tears, but just complaining, like, I don't want to go. It was like he just didn't like actual instruction. Be creative. I think when you have an ear for music and you can just play, yeah. when you have to sort of back up into like yeah. learning music, I'm still glad he did it because he needed to learn the basics of music. So anyway, he had this gift. I mean, and it was, we would take him into this place called Beacock's Music in Portland, or sorry, Vancouver, Washington. Um, I've been would, there. You have? I got drunk at the uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> right across the street from it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were supposed to be at my barbecue. I, I came to your barbecue. Drunk. Yes. <laughs> and you all weren't? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun night. <coughs> That was a very fun night. That was a very anyway, fun night. there's this Beacock's music, and we would take him there like 
as a treat for having a good week at school or whatever, because he was like a kid in a candy shop in this music oh. store. So what did he get? Like sheet music or? No. He would, You're he buying instruments <laughs> for a good week at school? No, we didn't buy them. We just let him play oh, on play anything. With them. Like okay. we would, okay. we would go into Beacock's and just sort of like sit back and watch him like go from instrument to instrument, things that we didn't even know he could play. Mm. And he would just be playing this stuff. And people would come up to us all the time and say, you know, he might be a prodigy. And we're like, really? Oh, we should probably do something about that. (laughs) But we just kind of, I don't know, we had busy lives and we just let him do his thing. And I feel like that was kind of the best thing we ever did for him because he really is very creative and resourceful on his own. Yeah. Like he doesn't need instruction. He doesn't Mm -hmm. need someone to tell him, this is what I want you to do. He just does it. And so I think that kind of ingenuity or whatever you want to call it has just carried him through. And he still does it. Like he's... When he has days off, like, the fun thing that he does is, yeah. like, make music. You know? Yeah. He loves music. So we knew early on he had a gift. And so you asked for a shout-out earlier. Shout-out to Jeff Seavey. Yes. Because, <laughs> because Carrie Seavey would not have probably taken him to downtown Portland with all this gear every weekend. <laughs> like, he would do this. He would be busking at this thing called First Thursday in downtown Portland. And he would bring Daniel down and set up all this equipment and all of this, you know, I don't even know how well. to set up the equipment. And he would just do it because Daniel had expressed an interest. Yeah. He had seen this girl play violin on this first Thursday. And he said when he was like 10 years old, he's like, I want to do that. So the next year, Jeff just brought him. And for like several years, he would go just a couple times in the summer and he'd make like a thousand bucks every time wow. he would wow. play. Impressive. And the thing that we always like, Checkers, we're impressed 20. with was <laughs> twenty dollars. Yeah, he was so excited, Daniel. I, I remember mean, the one time he I made. That, but this is like a busy thing, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. But the thing is, Nashville. Daniel, it's a dime a dozen on yeah, the street. Like, let me what tell you. was unique? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nashville. It might not have happened, but in Portland, like there were several people playing on that yeah. same street. It was like this one street that everyone played on, and like. I don't know if it was because he was so little when he was like mm-hmm. 12 and 13 or whatever. He looked, he's going to hate me for saying this, but he looked like an eight-year-old who's playing like Adele. <laughs> Do we have video of this? I have video. Yes. <laughs> And the thing is that the thing that kind of shocked us was that every time he sat down to do it, he would draw this huge crowd. Mm -hmm. So there would be 100, 200 people who would just stop, but they would stay. And they would, like, dance, and they would, like, enjoy it. And then the restaurant across the street would, like, give him free food. And he was like, they're giving us free burgers. I mean, he was so excited. (laughs) And I remember a Nike rep came and said, hey, you did so well. I want to give you some free shoes. And he was like, free shoes? I mean, he was so excited about all the... I've never heard about getting, like, a major sponsorship from busking. Right? I know. That's impressive. He was so excited. I remember when the Nike guy came up to him. He just was over the moon. But he was like 13 years old. I mean, they still love some free shoes and free food. They still do, for sure. They definitely do. (laughs) To this day. (laughs) So anyway, from there, again, shout out to Jeff CV. He, I mean, we grew up watching American Idol, and Daniel, again, had said, I want to be on a show like that. And so Jeff is the kind of person to just make things happen, where I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's going to be hard. And so <laughs> I'm fully supportive, and, like, if I had what Jeff CB has in him, I would do it too. But it was, like, literally shout-out to him because he just made these things happen. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone knows, before American Idol, he took both Daniel and Anna to, I think, Seattle to um, 
I was going to say interview. They weren't interviewing for America's Got Talent. (laughs) (laughs) They were trying out for America's Got Talent. And they were like, I want to say they were like eight and 10. And they were hilarious, but they loved it. And it was so much fun. And I think he was just seeing potential in him and so continued to put him in those spaces. So anyway, he... um, American Idol was going to come through our city in Portland, and they were going to do a bus stop there. And Daniel decided it was the same week as a missions trip to Mexico where he could build a home Mm -hmm. for a family in need um, with his whole team of people. Mm -hmm. And we said, so it's your choice. You can either go to Mexico with this team of people and build this home for this family in need, or you can do American Idol and he chose to build a home. Wait, well, I wasn't going to, I didn't expect you to say that. I know, he chose, he chose to, build. to build the home. And we were so proud of him for doing that because we knew that was one of his dreams to try out for Aww. American Idol. And so he chose to do it and he went down to Mexico. It was like Ensenada. He went with his whole team and they built this like little house and he what? had a great time and his grandpa went with them and it was like a big deal for him. And he kind of just put American Idol like, aside because he chose to do this and then because of that Jeff just looked into like where are they going next I'm going to take him anyway so so again shout out to Jeff (laughs) they got on a plane and they went to San Francisco audition and um there's the big call like what do they call that the when they have the huge amount of people, I think it's called the cattle call. Open o- open calls. Open like, call or yeah. cattle call or whatever. Yeah. So it's huge, like thousands of people. And like when Daniel auditioned, they put him straight through. So he had he got to skip several rounds, um, and they put him straight through to you're going to the actual like judges. Judges, yeah. yes. And so he got to skip a, a whole bunch of levels. And so Jeff called me right after that happened. He said, "Get on a plane." I'm like, wait, okay. where did you go again? <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco, okay. Yeah, so literally I got on a plane that night, and then the next day he went to audition for American Idol. He made it. He made top, I don't know, I think it was 48. And immediately they start just taking headshots and doing pictures and doing interviews. And, yeah. and my kid is like 15 years old. And like when they did the first interview, we laugh at it because like the guy's got the microphone in his face, and he's so green. <laughs> So they're like, what's your name? He's like, Daniel. (laughs) He did not know how to interview to save his life. Sorry, I'm banging on the table. So anyway, it was just, I feel like American Idol, he got thrust into just this whole world that he wasn't quite ready for, but he's like a sponge. I mean, even some of the contestants on the show said he is a sponge. He just takes in so much. Mm -hmm. So he learned how to interview. He learned how to perform on TV like uh, I mean I have a hard enough time doing a podcast with Jade and Cassie <laughs> I have a hard enough time I doing a podcast I want to redo my whole thing <laughs> my okay. whole no, that's but, fine whatever I you want to do we can do it all I don't Aww. know how these boys get the nerve though to get up there on that stage every night and just Mm-mm. perform for thousands Mm-mm. of people and let alone when you're 15 and you're doing it on yeah. national television so I think I was more nervous than he was but what's funny about that is he would he was 15, so he just didn't have the work ethic that he has now. Jade, you know his work ethic oh, now. Oh, yeah. Where I know what it was on American Idol. That was yeah. like his testing ground. <laughs> I mean, look, you got Those shows are hard. They yeah. are a lot of they work. Are. They're exhausting. Well, in the green room, literally, like, everyone would be rehearsing, and Daniel would be playing a video game, like, the whole time. And I'd be like, Daniel, you think you should uh, maybe rehearse? <laughs> it is a... Uh, 
national television. But he was like really young for even oh, Idol, he was. right? He was. How young can you be? He was the youngest 15, at the time. Zach wanted to try uh, out, but he couldn't because he, he was, was 15. Wow. No, I mean, 15 was the yeah. age, and Zach was too young because right. he wanted wow. to. And then that was when the year that they decided. That that was the last year. That probably would have been but the then they year that it. if he would have if he would have tried out, it probably would have been the same year Daniel did it. No, Zach was younger. Oh, oh that's he right. He was too young. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. So anyway, he was 15, and he just didn't yet have a work ethic. Everything had come really naturally and easy for him. So, but work, he did choose to go build a house in Mexico. He did. Right? Yeah, I call that's that so a work sweet. ethic. I know. I mean, <laughs> in terms of his his music, his work. I mean, everything had just come really easily and naturally to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he didn't really feel like he needed to put in the work yet. But I mean, we talk about that a lot these days because I feel like he's done a complete flip. Yeah. And so I feel like American Idol was sort of a testing ground for him, and he learned that, uh, honestly, you can have talent, but if you're not willing to work at to work it, for it yeah. yeah, you have to have a work ethic that is just crazy. And granted, I've never said this to any of your kids, but I've said to many artists, like, this is the music business. You can go sit and play music in your room all day long, but right. if you want to make it a business, you got to mm-hmm. do the business yeah. side exactly. of it, too. Right. You and know. so props to him, like, turning that yeah. around, because he really did. And I think he turned it around because when he came home, he got voted off American Idol on his birthday. So oh, my he, gosh. They had him do this press tour at 5 a.m., and they're like, but here's a cupcake. Happy birthday. You know, he was wow. like, yeah, it was crazy. Happy birthday. So home. Be, but here's my Grammy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got voted off, and he came home, and a lot of things began to happen. And I always say our lives changed after American Idol. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got just different opportunities. Um, we had one opportunity in New York for him to audition for something, and that's where we met Jack and Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, there was just, he had an opportunity to, Disney wanted to do a pilot show around the his. The Daniel CV show. No, seriously, it was, he was going to be the main character. What? And they, so they, Daniel could have been Hannah Montana. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. But Daniel you know Seattle. So like, you should have seen the audition. I thought that was way funnier than anyone else did. <laughs> right. It like rhymed in my head that nobody else thought it was funny. <laughs> when we it rhymed in your head. Daniel Seattle. I don't know. That's, That's a stretch. But okay. the, you know the reason why he didn't do that audition? Like, mm. we were trying to talk him into it. We're like, this is Disney. Like, Justin Timberlake got his start on the, like, Mickey Mouse <laughs> Mickey Club. Mouse. <laughs> like, come on. And he did not want to audition. He didn't feel like he was an actor. He didn't, you know, all of that. But the main reason why he didn't want to do it is because they wanted his character to be a country artist. Mm. And he's not a country artist. No. And they said, you can do your own thing on the side. And he said, no way. I'll always be known as a country artist. So I made him do the audition, and I think he just like, yeah, well. Did this do show it, come to fruition? I don't even know. That sounds very. I don't know. It sounds very Hannah Montana, but the boy version. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, he had a lot of opportunities come his way, and he was doing different shows, and he was doing different things, and doing the social media thing, and all of that, like the other boys were doing. Um, but I remember when that Hawaii trip I talked about. We went to Hawaii, and while we were in Hawaii, he said, "You know." Maybe I should just get a job at PacSun. <laughs> no. What? That's like the band boy like thing they do that ruins it. Like ser- I feel like every band that breaks well, up is like the boy break. the boys get jobs at PacSun. He was like not making money anymore. Oh. And he was and he was like 
I mean, we were putting gas in the car and that kind of thing. And he's like, I need to get a job. And he was almost, he wasn't ready to put music down, but he was ready to sort of supplement what he was trying to do with music yeah. by getting a, like, a quote unquote real job at yeah, PacSun. A real and job. And so while we were in Hawaii, he's like, maybe I should just get a job at PacSun. And, uh, and while we were flying home from Hawaii and everyone's phone was off in airplane mode and we're getting all of these texts and calls from Jack and different people and they're all telling Daniel, like, we're going to L.A. and we want you to come and we want you to hang out with us. And so um, we so talked pit, it through. A pit stop? Did you pit stop from Hawaii? Oh, yeah, from Hawaii. <laughs> kind of. Because I feel like – so, yeah, I mean – Literally, I think five days later, we were on a plane right. to L.A., and that's where it all happened. It was crazy. So that's Daniel's story. That's a story. That's very cool. That's cool. <laughs> I, I just love that all of them were doing things and hustling before just, like, oh, yeah. ran. You know, it wasn't, like, a random why, uh, why Don't We was, like, a, a conglomeration of these five yeah, little think, careers that were mm-hmm. hustling themselves. I you think know? the thing is they all worked so hard, mm-hmm. like, to get to they were working on their career already, even though it wasn't anything yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so even, like, and, and the busking thing was huge, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for Zach. He, and just, like, shout out to Josh, too, because, like, he was the one, same with me. I was kind of like Carrie, like, oh, you know. Josh's dad. He's the, yeah, Josh Zach's dad. He's the one that figured out, like, all the equipment and had mm-hmm. the cables and how to set everything up outside, you know. And he would take him to, like, outdoor malls and things like that, too. But it was like, um, but they worked so hard. I think that's the yeah. thing, what you were saying about. You know, you don't just stop. Like, you don't wait for it. You do work every you do day. Something. You yeah. work and every like, single day. That's a really goal. One of the really key things I wanted you guys to come on and discuss, because just as this podcast talks to people that maybe want to do what Cassie and I do or, you know, oh, yeah. things on the business side, mm-hmm. there are also people that want to be artists. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, you know, the guys just landed in Tokyo, so they're not yeah. available. No, but I wanted about, you guys. They, Zach just said they're about to they're about to step on stage in Japan. What, right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right now, yeah. so they're a little busy right now. They're a little busy, and um, we are. And so, yeah, I wanted you guys to kind of, from your perspective, talk about that hustle because it's so mm-hmm. important. No matter what age you are, oh, yeah, when it you is. feel like there's something it's you the want to work on and do, mm-hmm. you do it. Talent is the only part of it. I know I said this right. before, yeah. but talent there, is yeah. the only part of it, and work is work is a the most huge part portion of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. And putting yourself out there, yeah, every and, day, yeah. yeah. All right, so I think this is going to be kind of a fun part of the podcast. Um, we're going to get into some listener questions now that are, were asked specifically for you all, which is mm-hmm. pretty fun. We got this. <laughs> all right, guys, here's our first question. So wdw.fan.fever.forever <laughs> on Instagram asks, she wants to know how you guys raise such, and this is quoted from her. Beautiful, Aww. amazing, and talented children, and how you feel about them working on music because she said that she did not have that support from her family. Aww. So, how do you guys feel about about your your boys working on music for like a living now? Aww. You know, it's funny because I've always encouraged. You know, my oldest daughter's going to be twenty three, and I'm encouraged. You know, college, 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 because I didn't go to, to college until like years later, and mm-hmm. I, I just it was very tedious, you know, and (laughs) time consuming when you're older with families. And so that was my biggest thing. But then with Jack, I let that, I'm like, 
forget college. Focus on. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, but seriously, like I knew that Jack was n- never going to be the one to sit down and go to college. Yeah. Like it's just he had it in his blood for music. So the only thing you can do as a parent is just support, support their dreams. Yeah, support yeah. it. When you see that your kid has a gift, and I feel like all of our kids collectively have amazing gifts and mm-hmm. talents, and when you see that, you can't help but support it. I mean, no, for sure. It's a hard industry. It's hard to get yourself out there, but especially, what else can you do? Especially when they want it and you can see them oh, trying yeah. and all you could do is just try to support and what can I do to help you, mm-hmm, you know? Right. What can I it's give true. you? Yeah, to, yeah. to help you um, obtain your yeah, goal. Yeah. And I didn't even question it. You a just big part of the, um, the success of the band is a testament to the parents that raised them. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. because they all, they all have had the opportunity to do it because their families change. I mean, you guys are all sitting here because you all moved to LA where you did not live before this. Crazy I mean, enough. you guys have Quit sacrificed so much we for it. So that's, that's a big part, part of it. Yeah. It's a big part of it too. Shout out to the parents for moving Shout to LA. Shout out to the parents. Yes. Honestly, I'm glad they moved to LA. So Carrie's I have fault. a pool to go to it's, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Carrie's fault. She she called us and said, I need you we guys here. We all wanted here. to be here. <laughs> I'm just kids. kidding. We had no. this like group chat going and we had this dream of all moving to LA together. And we did it. I mean, the other day, for like a week boys. ago, I said, for I'm the proud of us because we did it. Like, we did. Yeah, we, we did it for the yeah. boys. The apple doesn't fall far from Well, I tree. think the thing is, like, when it all started, we weren't sure how far it was really going to go, you mm-hmm. know, well, what yeah, was I mean, really going to yeah. happen. So we kind of gave it a little while to see. Mm-hmm. And then once we saw that it was actually a real thing, yeah. we were like, wow, you know, we can't we can't just be home in a different state while all this right. is going on and they're here working and things like that. So, so when they're, and they're siblings, I'm sorry. Oh, their siblings missed them so yeah, much. So yeah, so much. And yeah. so when they have that opportunity, you know, when they have a day off here, yeah. a day off there, that's Or they go work and record in the studio, but they still come home at night. Right, or, right. You know, exactly. it's, it's, Maybe that's why they all get along so well, because none of them are, like, only children. They all have big yeah. families. You know? yes. I mean, I think, yeah. I think we have the smallest at three. Do we have <laughs> three kids and everyone else has four? No, yeah. Saskia. No, yeah, Saskia no, they have two. No, they have two. three. They have three. Yep. Oh, yeah. So there's three, three and three and then four and four and four. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it's interesting. So they do all get along well probably because yeah. of that. So next question is from Sunrise, a.k.a. underscore charming Heron's wife. Congratulations. I think you have a you know a new member of the family. <laughs> um, wow, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Sunrise. Yes. Um, so this is a pretty, you know, sort of timely and appropriate question because we're I think you all mentioned earlier the boys literally like landed in Japan today and they're mm-hmm. are they on stage now or getting ready to nine yes. o'clock our time, they'll be on stage. One okay. o'clock Tokyo. So in so, seven minutes. So yes, in seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, so Sunrise asks, how does it feel knowing your sons are international sensations and have millions of fans all over the world? Surreal. Oh, it's surreal. It's it's indescribable. Did you guys get calls from them about what happened when they yes, landed in Yes, they Tokyo? got mobbed in yeah, Tokyo. I saw that on Evan's story. Yeah. That's awesome. And security yeah. guards had to come and like right. hold them and carry and, and roll their bags out of the way. I thought it was of, funny because I Tokyo. felt like... There, like, no one was prepared for that. And, like, I saw fear on these security guys' faces. <laughs> yeah, they in got the videos very serious. That's they got very serious. in several yeah. places. I feel like that's yeah. happened in several places where they show up and nobody's really expecting the crowd that's there. Yeah. Well, like in Indiana. But Maybe. it was one of the, you know, one of the summer stops that they just recently The went. summer oh, show, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The arena one. They yeah. didn't, and I, it was funny because I saw a fan had even messaged um, the, the Indiana show, State whatever Fair. it was, State Fair, yeah. 
um, you guys need to know like more security. Or yeah, something. more security. Yeah. It's like <laughs> terrible planning on your end. You should know how big they are. Yeah, it's but no, funny. it's there's. I don't know that I'm. I can describe yet what that feels like because it's right. to uh, to it's us it's surreal. just it's, the, it's just them. Mm-hmm, but exactly, yeah. But I go back to what I what I remember when I was you know in love with New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I'm still I, in love. I know. Me too. I, I think mean, we should probably have a discussion I about. I think so. Wait, I, I claim up, Joey McIntyre back in the day. Oh no, please don't go, girl. Daniel performed with New Kids. Please don't go, girl. Please don't go, girl. You know, I know. Joey's running on my tail. Joey, Mida, no, he was no. fine. Mida, no, he Joey mine. waved. He waved wow. to me. He pointed at me and he waved. I'm gonna have to jump in the middle of these girls. Who well, are fighting it's over fine. Joey. You can have him. Um, <laughs> I do have your son. Jordan was Daniel, cute too. Sent me the first Valentine's Day I knew him. A video of him singing in the dirty old band. Please don't go, girl. I have it on my phone. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I wanna, we should listen to that on the way home. Please don't go, girl. Yeah. So well, I win because I. So I remember what that was like. I remember what that was like. Yeah, you do win. I, I mean, yeah. Win. You know, um, I didn't birth a boy band, but I've toured. With but I do many, remember so. what that was like. So I, I kind of, it, it's neat. You know, weird to yeah. see that we're on this. Other I just want to let you know. Currently at Target, there is a new kid's shirt. No. Like a vintage hey. one. Yeah. Oh, a vintage one. A vintage one. It's black and it has like. Old picture. It probably has the picture of the like the same poster I had back probably. in the day. Yeah. Oh, I had the full Joey shirt. Joey like it was just his, his curly head. hair. <laughs> oh yeah, it, like the entire and it was like it went down to my Did knees. You save all and it was stuff? just his head. I have most of my stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. I have a, I have my first new kid shirt in my drawer in my house right now. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Iconic. Hanging tough. Yeah. I can hear that. Oh, I know. Girl, girl, I got to take you to see them. Please. I know. Yes. What? Yes. Love, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do. I, would I know. I would, I would be so excited. <laughs> well, does it make you happy that people who yes. work for your sons also currently work for the new No, that's block? another surreal. That's another <laughs> surreal <laughs> moment. Like another surreal realization is, Seriously. is that. That's yeah. just It's insane. all surreal. I remember exactly what I wore to that night. Like, I wore a half tank top shirt. I'm sure you do. And leggings. leggings. Yep. And leggings. And a jean jacket over it. Like, yep. I look so cool. I bet you and that's did. what you're going to wear when we go again. Are you hair. sure they weren't the leggings that had like the stirrup thing on the bottom? No, yes. I, they probably I think were. they all I did those. that, that oh, those time. Those I make your those. legs look or hideous. I, know. I miss them. I they, like them. They make your legs like elongated, <laughs> yeah. like strange But mine like always looking. come up. So I think that's why I like them. <laughs> I like the, the little bracelet. It's true though. It's true. Oh, the rubber band Yes. Yes. That was like Madonna. Madonna was Madonna. So why don't we as moms or boy band fans? Carrie, you didn't oh, really absolutely. participate in this conversation. Well, I love the new kids on the block too. I just couldn't get in on your Joey. We were oh, so do you so do you want to have that like are you also a Joey McIntyre girl? Of course. <gasps> and you too? Crystal. Oh, I am so Oh enjoying. my gosh, Cassie. Cassie was too young for it. Yeah, I was really little. Okay, so but as an adult seeing like NKOTBSB. I mean, I think for me like I I don't know. It's a. I don't know if I have a favorite. It's. Uh, not I did. I was like having kids though, so I was a little bit. Yeah. What? I mean, but I was I eight. But I mean, <laughs> it was a it was a crazy obsession at that time. But but then it still it still older. went on to like I still love Backstreet and NSYNC. Yes, right. Which, yeah. You know, but Backstreet or NSYNC. I'm I'm more NSYNC. <laughs> Backstreet. Okay. Duran Duran. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. We go back to the now 80s because then okay. I'm in. Okay. I feel like you would like the Backstreet Boys I Just Want You to Know video. Oh, you yeah. should go home and watch that. Oh, yeah. 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 Who is your favorite Backstreet Boy? Do you boy, like Mida? the Backstreet Boys, Jade? Uh, I mean, I've heard of their music.
music. Um, I like that I wanted that way song. It was oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. What? Can you take out the in <laughs> sync, babe? She goes, Why? She just said Backstreet. <laughs> Honey, no, we got to have both sides. <laughs> Do you know that I had a license plate? My first license plate said BSB for me, but I had a license plate that said Pop Life. <laughs> are you going to have one Pop now that says WDW for me? No, no it are. currently says Ms. Driver. <laughs> Ms. Oh, Driver. Oh, because I, I got that license plate because I'm, you know, my last name is Driver and I drive, but I was that's like, I'm going to embrace being single. That's and I drive. And, be like, yeah. and you drive? <laughs> yeah, and I drive. So oh, do awesome. you? You know, no. <laughs> I drive. I drive. Um, so yeah, so your your sons kind of are living a little like a new kids on the block life, isn't, isn't that crazy? That crazy, it's a so crazy life. It's so surreal. And going back to the international thing, like it's one thing when they're like big here in the states, but I think every time they do something international and the fans come out yeah. in droves internationally, it feels so next level to me. And it you does. know when they headlined the. Um, show of the summer a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So they used to do a few years back, it was two nights and it was show of the summer and it was the mixtape festival, which was all like the nineties bands. And I've seen new kids and new, new kids and Backstreet do that same stage. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The boys cool. played with Backstreet boys at one of these shows. Well, yeah, yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. At the same and like, and they, well, it's funny because the Backstreet boys know one of their managers because one of, why don't we managers was on tour with the Backstreet Boys as an artist back in the day. People Such might not know that. Oh, right, right, right. That's yeah. <laughs> I think so, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's oh, very bro. interesting. And when like seen him play at arena. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've seen Why Don't We's manager play in an arena. That's funny. And when he fir- he first that's came to meet crazy. me in my office, when he first came to meet me in my office, I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> you know? So it's just boy bands forever. Yep, forever. Everywhere. Forever. Wow. <laughs> Although the boys like to be called a man band. Yeah. They have to understand that when I call them a boy band, it is a privilege. Oh, it's endearing. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm same. You it's know. like a genre in and of itself. It's a thing. It's the a boy thing. band. Um, okay, next question. I don't know how to say this, but it's mxrthy.martha on Instagram. Uh, what was your reaction when you first heard the new single, Eight Letters? Oh, my God. Ah! The first time, I, I literally teared up. Same. Like, so it's good. just so beautiful. It's a really beautiful song. It's a really and the lyrics are, Amazing. it's like a, it's like poetry. It's mm-hmm. like just, but even like the, it's the chorus part, like you know. Yeah, just the, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. It's just a, it's crazy good. I know, and their voices in that song. Oh. Yes, oh. really, it just so like, beautiful. Next question. Okay. <laughs> So, being moms, you have to take the time to gush about the boys, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, can you let us know what each of your sort of proudest, you know, moments have been of, for Jack, Daniel, and Zach's lives so far? I have one that I, I just always sticks out. So, when they did Jingle Ball last year, the moment where it truly hit me um, is, is it in Dallas at the American Airlines Center. So, two years prior to that same night, that night at Jingle Ball, he was busking outside. He had set up his guitar Zach and speaker. Was. Zach was busking. He had set up his guitar and speakers. I had even made like um, I had even made like little little in, like postcards with his pictures and his social media, you know, handles and um, his name and um, and and so so people can come up and get a card. And and um, he was busking out there during the line formation. You know, everyone lined That's up. That's awesome. And. Um, he was just playing for whoever would listen, and I, and so that night when when the when the show was about to start, he and Josh, my husband, um, bought two tickets just from uh, 
you know, he bought two tickets and went in and watched the show. And they were behind the stage at that point. The only tickets available were like mm-hmm. behind the stage. Yeah. I sat there. So they couldn't yeah. really see. Yeah. Um, but they were there and they could see, you know, everything going on backstage and everything. But um, but then two years later, he's actually performing. That's amazing. With his on band. That That's really for cool. For Jingle Ball. Yeah. And so I think it, just the realization of that, I was just bawling. Like two mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. he was here busking mm-hmm. outside, you know, working mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Again, going back to working hard, doing what you need to do, you know, and um, it was just really, it was one of those moments where, you know, I'll, I'll always remember. So, so amazing. I know. Yeah, that I was my proudest now. moment. Okay, what was your Jack moment, your proudest Jack moment? Well, I know I'm supposed to say one, but it's kind of, it goes together real quick. Okay. Um, so, obviously, the jingle ball thing um, in Madison Square Garden is, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, mm-hmm. crazy, sure. to even, even though they weren't, like, headlining or anything, but just to know that you're sitting there yeah. in a huge arena. Well, and even on Jingle Ball, one. you're all playing about the same set length. Yeah, so yeah. right. You're sure. all kind of headlining. And it's you're hard there to with, get that set. And, well, with, yeah. and with the kind of artists, the caliber of artists that are there. Yeah. Which so is yeah. like to be included. Jingle Ball that year. Taylor that Swift. Right. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Demi Lovato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chainsmokers. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Booth. Charlie Booth. Mm-hmm. There's many more, but Haley yeah. Steinfeld, yeah, yeah. The ne- uh, Liam, Liam Payne, yeah. Niall, right? Yeah. Niall was there too. Yep, he Niall was there. and Liam Payne, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And like you're all kind of presented as mostly equal up until like the final act, you yeah. Know, yeah. So. so, so, anyways, it wasn't so much about. I mean, even though it was a proud moment, but Jack texted me right as he was about to go on stage and. He's like, um, we did it, Mama. We did it, you know. And I just, I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> and it was just, you know, so so sweet. But then the other one is just recently the Hershey one because you know we we lived in Pennsylvania yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we had so many family and friends there, and it was such a cool thing for you know them to see Jack yeah. in this way. But when you guys, you know, you've seen the video going around mm-hmm. with, um. The entire crowd of like what ten thousand, oh, yeah, yeah, singing, singing yeah. to their songs, yeah. every single song, and they headlined that, and night. they that headlined amazing. it. Mm-hmm. That was just amazing. Oh, That's but just an amazing moment with the with the um, Madison Square Garden. The cool thing is that all of us were there mm-hmm. for that one. Right? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. We were yeah, all there no. for that one. So that was another moment That's where awesome. all the I know, families all were the together families. So backstage, cool. and it was like just a wow, you know? We hardly watched the show. We no, were just we backstage with our voice. The whole <laughs> Until they went on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, it was we just only a, went on when they. Well, no, you have to be in the, you have to enjoy what, yeah. what's going on with your, with yeah. your guys. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I Carrie. think for me, this is Carrie, um, Madison Square Garden was huge. Um, I remember somehow I got to the very front of all the the people in the audience like somebody that takes like, some skill <laughs> somebody knew I was a mom or something ah. so they just let me pass like uh-huh. she shall pass and like <laughs> I, I was in the very front row like they were they literally could have spit on me so I'm and someone has a video of me freaking out that's amazing <laughs> that's my kid like it was like such a proud moment I mean here's this huge iconic stage yeah mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden and our boys are up there and mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I don't know how I didn't cry. I should have, but I was so giddy and over the moon, just like, this is crazy. My kid is up there on Madison Square Garden stage. It was nuts. That was a super proud moment. But I, the thing that I'm most proud of Daniel about is how he relates to fans. I just Mm -hmm. feel like um, his character kind of shines when he's 
loving and respecting fans, you know? I mean, he gets a lot of people who come up and want to talk to him and take pictures of him. They all do. And I think equally they all have just this this admirable quality that they respect yeah, and love so their grateful. fans. And they engage with them and they, I don't know, I just love watching that. That makes me almost as proud as watching them on Madison Square Garden well, stage. It's funny you say that because Jack is always saying that, you know, the professionals in the music industry will do interviews with them. They'll go to radio stations or they're just meeting, you know, people from record, the record label mm-hmm. or whatever. And they always, Jack says that they always say, wow, you guys are so down to earth, down to mm-hmm. earth. And Jack said, we always hug everyone. He's like, and it's not because do. we, we don't mm-hmm. want to. He's like, we want them to know how grateful we are. Mm-hmm. We yeah. love like yeah. every moment of this. So, That's what I'm proud of all of them yeah, for. Exactly. I mean, it's Daniel's my son. So I say that about him, but honestly, I see it with all of those boys. I just, sure. I feel like they all have this quality about them where they're just, their gratefulness comes out towards their fans, towards the exactly. promotional, you know, towards the radio stations, all of that. And they're genuinely grateful. Yeah. And so the hugs are an expression of that gratefulness. Yes. And I'm going to clear something up while we are on this subject. Okay. And then I'm going to share my moment because I'm the road mom, so I get to have a moment <laughs> too. Um, there is a video of me yelling at a fan who's who's jumping on Daniel. Uh-huh. Daniel's kind of picking them up. And I have gotten so much flack for that. Like people are think I am the most awful person. That's and funny. I don't care about that, but... I just want people to know that I have to keep them protected. Right, and I right. mean, when we got back problems and we got to call I chiropractors and I got to be like, y'all, you can't pick up 200 little girls a night because then we got to go to the chiropractor and we don't have time for that in our schedule. <laughs> and then we got people at venues saying, you can't put them on your back because that's an insurance claim about to happen. Oh my gosh. So when I'm told you keep your job, you got to keep the girls off the boys. I gotta do my job. That's so <laughs> Just funny. Saying. I appreciate that. That's and right. I am there to protect them. And trust me, they Thanks, are Jade. so huggy and all these things. And sometimes I have to be like, y'all, you can't pick these girls up. Because say Daniel <laughs> has some buttery fingers and he drops the girl. He almost dropped a little toddler on a video. He almost what? dropped That's a toddler awful. on a video. That is gonna be my response to every time this comes up. One time Daniel almost dropped <laughs> a toddler on a video. And I'm like, honey, you can't do that. You cannot pick him up. Because you're going to throw your back out, and then you'll drop somebody, and then I'm going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Because last year was scary on that tour, like the summer tour. We had like three or four different times where people fainted, and we had to call ambulances. I remember that. Like, they're really, like, yeah, there's safety concerns. I have to be the mom. I have to do the thing. I'm so sorry if I come off sounding like a crazy person. (laughs) Actually, I'm not. I'm doing my job. So there's that. But I wanted to share my moment because I'm the road mom, so I get a moment too. You are. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I'm sad I don't get to see them as much as I used to, but um, my moment was when they went to TRL because TRL was like the center of my childhood. And why don't we was like, I've worked with so many bands for so many years and it's, it's very rare that you work with a band from day one and then they start, you know, they get to the point where they're doing arenas and national TV appearances. So to be with them from literally day one off the plane to like doing something epic like that. And plus I had never, I had been to TRL as a fan back when it was on nineties and early two thousands. It was the, it was so cool to like, my goal in life was to grow up and work in the music industry, and I got to take my band to TRL, wow. which was a show That's that so totally cool. shaped my childhood. So I actually Aww. like 
they didn't necessarily need me at that show, but I spent my own money and like flew there because I was like, <laughs> I am going to be there for TRL. I so, saw you there. That's awesome. Yes, I was there, and I was like, I have like this is my thing. I have to do. So it was just about yeah. a year ago, and it was the week that TRL came back, yeah. and they had the best performance. Oh, it was did. amazing, it was and it was just this like full circle like moment of like with them and with like my childhood and my life and I mean just I don't even know if it meant anything to them like it meant to me but it was just this incredible moment that I got to like be part of that. But see see how blessed they are to be working with you because you just Take your own money and you fly out to. Fi- I mean, you know, seriously, that was just, so. I just had to be there. I was like, you want to be there that, that I moment? To do. I have so to do. I have to girl. see this. You know, <laughs> I know. I was totally we love you. Like, yeah. it was so much fun. <laughs> awesome. So I want to get just a little more serious to wrap this up. Mm. But um, you know, we talked a little bit about this before. But I want actually, Kesa, do you want to share a moment? I don't know if you have a why don't we moment, but like, do you have a moment with like an artist you've worked with? That was just like this like moment that you're proud of? I mean, I think, you know, I've had a lot of those moments with artists that I've worked with. But, you know, I'm not, you know, personally super involved on the Why Don't We project. But I I remembered a couple cool moments that sort of stayed out to me, like hearing from our team working on the project. And I think one thing that was really cool when the, I remember when Why Don't We was kind of like revealed as like a group. And mm-hmm. I remember they like trended on Twitter like the first time they mm-hmm. were announced. Yeah. And I just, always thought that like that was a really cool thing to watch like everyone be a part of and watch our team be a part of and um i think that was the first indicator of like yeah this is going to work and the the thing i would I, I say is always amazing about the internet is that you can know pretty quick now if something works or doesn't yeah. that's the right? thing that's great yeah. about social media and the internet and that was a really good indicator of like i think what was to come thank you yeah. yeah. Wow. Shout out That's to awesome. Crowdsurf for you. that. Yeah. Oh, for like, sure. Shout out to Thank Helen you guys. And Walter. Well, yeah. Right. Fuzzy screen. Nicole. What? Remember fuzzy? the fuzzy screen oh, thing? Yeah. That was my idea. Oh, good job, Jade. That was so cool. I mean, the yeah, way well, you guys Helen revealed them. Together, but like, it just felt. I don't know. The way you guys like, revealed them, I was so. I, mean, I, I had a lot to do with it too, but it was cool. Was like the static screen? Yeah. Remember that? cool then because the tomorrow they yeah. had Static, so yeah. many I was like, ideas <laughs> and it was fun to sit down with five of these these kids really they were all kids at the time none of them were 18 I can call them kids but um and they had all these ideas and they just wanted to do it and go and we just sit down and say okay I need to take a piece of this and this and this and this and this and make it a yeah. brand you know what I'm saying yeah. and really help put on paper what was happening in front of our face so it was like mm-hmm. a really cool thing to come together on mm-hmm. so Okay, before we go, we've talked about um, how much you guys have supported your boys and obviously all your other kids. Like, that's another thing I want to give you guys a shout out to. I've seen you guys equally support all of your kids that aren't touring the world and (laughs) doing their things and and everything that they're involved in. But um, we've even had a listener write in today and say that she didn't have that support. So Mm -hmm. what I want you guys to do and Cassie and I will do as well is give one either like mantra or quote or little piece of advice that maybe kids can remember just when they're they're having a rough time and they're trying to get into something no matter if it's sports or music or just a test they're taking but just like what's that thing that you maybe have told your kids over the over time I have a couple things for that I would say work hard as if your future depended on it Mm -hmm. on your craft yeah and then the other thing I've always said to Daniel starting with American Idol was um because I've we've always told him he has gifts and a lot of people out there have gifts and Mm -hmm. talents 
And I would say have the confidence on the stage that you are gifted and talented to do this, Mm -hmm. but have the humility off the stage that recognizes Mm -hmm. it is a gift. You were given that talent. I think that's a good good, um, description of Daniel, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, I kind of love him. It kind of worked. <laughs> you think you'll keep him? I will. <laughs> I'll adopt him. <laughs> um, I would say, don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yes, mm-hmm. I, we did a whole like a whole episode where I like. Yes. <laughs> it was all about don't yes. be afraid to ask. Yes. Well, because people would say to me, "How did you book them doing that? How did you go to a mall?" Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I asked. Like it was like simple stuff. I just asked. Yeah. And and as for I mean, as a, a good example would be even you know I'm not just regarding my son, but for Zach, 14, asking on his own. Yes, I that's mean, exactly what I thought. It, it, it all it story. all makes the connections happen. If you don't ask or even just try it, like people get so intimidated and think it can't mm-hmm. work because they don't you know they don't know yeah. these people or they don't know. You just have to ask. All they can say is no. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is like when I would, you know, um, email all these people during my lunchtime, (laughs) um, I, you know, I I kept saying to myself, well, someone's going to say yes. At Mm -hmm. some point, someone will budge. So, you know, just don't be afraid to ask. And just don't stop working towards your goal. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing is like every day, you know, if, if you want it bad enough, keep working, keep learning. Don't think you're ever you know, good, you know, at the point where you're good enough and um, just keep working toward it um, and be you, be authentic to yourself. Don't try, don't think, what can I, what can I, you know, what will somebody else, you know, want or you know, just be you, be true to yourself and, exactly. you know, do, do, do you. you. Yeah. Cassie? Um, one of my favorite quotes from Mark Cuban actually is nice. work. I, I love the whole Shark Tank everything. Me too. Me yes. too. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but he always uh, says, I don't want to say a direct quote because I'll probably get it wrong, but something along the lines of like work, like somebody's trying to take your job away from you 24 hours a day. And that's, mm-hmm. especially, that's inter- but especially in entertainment, that really is true. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's, there's a lot of people and a limited amount of spots in this, right. in this yes. space. So the people who want it. And, I, you know, the thing that I think is great is I think that the people who do want it the most end up getting it, but it, it does. You do have to understand that there are people that are competing for you at those spots, and you have to work really hard to to get there and to keep it once you get there. Mm-hmm. True, mm-hmm. for sure. So my mantra is always do what you do, and basically what that means is I think we're all born with either it's a gift or a passion, and I think so many people don't think it's possible to do the thing they naturally are really, really good at. Because a lot of times those things aren't a run-of-the-mill job. And maybe they are. But with me, it was, I was good at being a fangirl. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there was some way, somehow, I could pay my bills by doing that. I think both your stories are amazing. Right. Oh, thank right. you. Sure. Thank, thank you. you. So, I mean, I just did that. Like, I kept being a fangirl. Um, you know, the reason I got to work with my favorite acts was because I kept telling people I was a fan of those acts, and eventually they came to us because of that. So, even though what I did didn't seem like it could be a job or lucrative, it it ended up being because I just kept doing what I did, and I did it the best I could do it. So whatever the thing is you do, whether you want to sing or be a fangirl or be an advocate or make cookies, right. do it. Just do it. Do it the best you can. Do it until you cannot do it anymore, and that is when it will work, and That's it will be exactly the thing it. you do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for that wonderful insight, Jade.
Thanks, Thanks. Cassie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, we're kind of, you know, coming to the the end of the podcast. I'm hungry. (laughs) I believe it. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wanted to uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. And uh, shout out and thank you to everyone listening for the first time. We appreciate you and hope that you may consider coming back again. Um, We cannot thank you enough for your continued support. If you haven't yet, we'd love if you can subscribe to this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes, leave a nice comment if that's what makes sense on the platform you're listening. Whatever you can do to help support us, we appreciate it as it really does help drive new listeners to this podcast. Yes, and I also want to thank the nice moms of Why Don't We. Yes, thank you. 60% of the nice moms from Why Don't We. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for coming. I know this wasn't like what you do but I thought it was a really unique angle so fun and I wanted people to hear your side of it and also I just feel like I gush on the boys all the time and I wanted to like (laughs) prove it was real so who else yes but the mom yeah you know and and I would have loved this like as a kid like when I I went backstreet or actually happy birthday to AJ's mom today oh but I would have loved I would have loved this content as a fan so I think a hundred percent we're doing something nice for those so um hopefully the boys loved this content they will love it I just know know. hopefully Hopefully. Um, but also, you guys can follow us on Instagram at How I Got Backstage and Twitter at I Got Backstage. You can follow Cassie Petrie at Cassie Petrie. You can follow myself at F O L I E A J A D E, Fully at Jade. And moms, tell us your Instagrams at Carrie CV. At K Dancing, like I'm dancing. At Mama.Heron. There we go. And I'm sure a lot of you guys already follow them. So I'm pretty sure you guys have more followers than me. Like 10 times the amount of followers than me. You guys should be interviewing us. (laughs) Thank you guys again. Thanks Thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. Long live Why Don't We? Bye. Bye.